NPR. My name's Rex. And, and my name is Josh. Yeah, yeah, his name's Josh. That? I don't know why he introduced himself. That's my job. Oh, um, sorry, Rex. But this is our podcast. We talk about things. Yeah. Welcome to CPR, guys. This is your favorite non-Rex named co-host, Josh. And uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, if you have any questions, of course, send those in to rexandjoshcpr at gmail.com, or you can send them to our social media outlets at rexandjoshcpr on Instagram and on Twitter. Well, to look forward to in this awesome episode, we have uh, two classes of Americans. Now you think, well, uh, the, the the declaration says, oh, we're all created equal. Mm-mm, that's not the way it is anymore, and we'll get to that. Um, let me see. I have to flip my page here. Sorry. I should have been more page prepared. Page flipping. All right. Also coming up, uh, evolution. It's kind of um, proposed as a scientific alternative to Christianity in some cases. Is that what it actually is? We'll get to that. And also, we have a special guest coming on our show to uh, talk about his views as because we, we we usually come from the creationist perspective but we want to kind of um give give to all sides of of the issue of course yes. right mm-hmm. in the interest of fairness but of course first rex will enlighten us to that goings on of his past week the goings on of my past week truly an incredible topic to discuss this day josh i don't know why it sounds like i'm padding for time and i'm really not (laughs) but um this week was full of work at the beginning and then the rest of the week has been uh more of a journey of discovery and understanding and change i'm just doing boring stuff to set up my business but um i was generously given a new laptop and so i'm using that to work on the podcast and on some of my own personal projects and things like that and so uh yeah i i'm excited to be improving my abilities and getting stuff done and if you want me to do work for you just go to fulfillstudios.com oh you have Little your own website shameless self-promotion there nice. yeah it's very basic but it's just for commissions and you stuff. know you have to pay us now uh for having an ad ah uh, yes i i actually i'll pay you with some work i'll edit the podcast for free oh nice <laughs> um so by the way so rex got his himself a new uh laptop and he also got himself a new mouse which he has been clicking incessantly for the past five minutes um, he really enjoys it. It's one of those those Apple uh, mouse mice. I normally hate mice. the magic mice, but they're nice and simple, and I I appreciate this one. And it, he really enjoys clicking it. It's it's really great. Um, so me, I had an interesting week. So I went to um a relative's funeral, which was kind of kind of a sad thing. But there were some yeah. um interesting things that happened there oh so um we had it was a graveside uh, service so we go there uh with my grandmother and my mother were there and um we had to drive an hour plus to a town up north uh in north carolina and um so we were at the cemetery and it's uh it's a nice cemetery i guess as far as cemeteries go but so after the service um this this older lady comes up to me and i didn't like notice at the time but she had a big old gash on her forehead and she's like oh my um i guess she singled me out because i'm the only young strapping man um there of course the strappingest yes that's me 
And so uh, she's like, oh, I, um, I dropped uh, a cement vase um, on down the road. Would you um, mind? And I fell on top of it and hit my head. Would she you- what? Yeah. It was, it was uh, apparently, the, and she like rolled down the hill. <laughs> Why are you laughing at this? Because it's funny. It's not but, funny. Uh, <laughs> and then she was, unfortunately, she was on, she said on the floor for like 15 minutes yelling for help and nobody heard her. So she was finally able to get up. Oh my goodness. But, but that that's awful. So she is like, could you help me come get it? Because it was too heavy for her to get back up to get the vase. Why did she have a cement vase? It's like a cemetery and you like, you put it like the flowers in it or something. And oh. she didn't like the way it looked anymore at her father's grave or something interesting so she decided to take it um so she she points she's like that way and i'm like so i walk that way a decent amount and she gets in our car and she zooms all the way to the other side of the cemetery now i didn't quite sign up for this <laughs> but but i'm yeah. like okay i'll do this so i have to make a beeline for the other side <laughs> like so i I, I, I sprint across the cemetery, dodging the gravestones. Not, I, I, I mean, I was on the road. But, um, so I finally get down there and um, I, I get the vase into our car for her. And she like has a $5 bill in her hand. She like tries to put it in my hand. I'm like, no, no, I can't take this. Cause like, I'm not gonna accept the money from her, right? And she's like, you take it. I'm like, no ma'am, it's, it's fine. I'm, a, I'm able to do that. And she's like, you, you, you go buy yourself a Coke. <laughs> and at that i just gave up and i was like oh, okay <laughs> um, but i like how it had to be the coke <laughs> um in order to um use the money so that's the only thing that i can use that money for is wow for a Ju- coke. just for a coke yep and just one you you can't buy more than one coke with it uh, probably not it's be a really big one um all right so moving on to our first topic of the day oh wait wait, wait. before we before. do this i wanted to throw out a uh, shout out to rex to rex uh rex uh, was awesome and went to goodwill and finally got that black turtleneck mm-hmm. that we had been promising for almost a year now uh eight months or so and it's definitely a men's turtleneck that yes. fits josh perfectly definitely not like not the tight. only one that i could find or anything uh, but it it so we, we're gonna post a picture of that and make sure you uh, check that out because turns out i look pretty dapper in oh, a yeah. turtleneck and right, follow Rex? us on instagram for more lovely rewards we're going to be as as we gain more following more of a following we're definitely going to keep more rewards and things coming to you yeah, through like the social medias may- so. maybe maybe another contest right Ooh. remember our shirt t-shirt giveaway Rex? yes i do that, remember that that was pretty awesome wasn't it yeah oh yeah all right so moving on to our first topic so uh two classes of americans now you're like oh who are these two classes that you're saying, Josh? And that's how all of you sound. You're, you kind of talk like this. Um, uh, that's how everybody that Josh uh, is having a discussion with sounds. It's my they go-to just talk voice. Like this. Um, so there are there are two classes. There's the government elites, those on the government payroll, and like then Josh and I. Yeah, and then the rest of us. Now you're like, well, what does this mean? Let's break this down. So, um, you know, there are a lot of just like shutdowns. Uh, a lot of states haven't reopened yet. Mm-hmm. A lot of schools are shut down. Um, but you notice kind of the people that are advocating for the shutdowns. Who are these people? Well, they're usually in the government. And they're usually the ones that have a guaranteed paycheck by the government. 
Hmm. Now let's let's think about this. Um. So Dr. Fauci. Everybody knows the name of Dr. Fauci, don't we, Rex? I I certainly do, and I don't even know about current events or anything. Mm-hmm. So Dr. Fauci last year made four hundred and thirty-four thousand dollars. That's, that's rounded. a lot of dollars. That's that's more than the president makes. So I that is a ridiculous. That is more than the president makes. Yeah, that that's a ridiculous amount that's, of money. Wow, <laughs> and um. Of course, with a paycheck like that, you'd be advocating for shutdowns without a concern for anybody else. But I no, mean, I wouldn't. That's no. awful. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what this guy's doing. Um, but it's just he is advocating. He's advocated for these shutdowns, and but he has this guaranteed income. Other people who don't have guaranteed incomes that just work and have small businesses or uh, work um, normal jobs that are affected by the shutdowns, they don't have these guaranteed incomes and they're wanting to open. But the people who have the guaranteed incomes, which, by the way, are paid by the everyday Americans, are saying, oh, no, you don't need to go to work. You're fine. We'll send you a $600 check. Um every uh every eight months or so and and that should tide you over the hypocrisy <laughs> in this is just completely astounding and rex jump in here before i get too worked about up i, about I this. will say you you probably don't spend enough time actually you spend a perfect amount of time on twitter which is none um <laughs> but there are a lot of people on twitter that are just average regular everyday people that actually are fully like hey let's shut it down they just want bigger stimulus checks. Um, <laughs> and so I don't think it's, I think the the idea of a guaranteed income, and obviously I'm a lot of these people are worried in it for the safety factor, which I totally understand. I think that's perfectly reasonable. But I think they don't necessarily understand the factors of what would be caused by a stimulus check. Like even if it is real money right now, it's going to be, cause massive messed up inflation stuff in the future yeah and so it's not necessarily thinking that's limited to the government elites but i think it's a lot more of a present reality for them because they have access to that Mm -hmm. and um if if i say if for those people who are advocating for shutdowns on twitter they just don't go out and let the rest of us who um you you know if you wear the mask and you do all these things you are within the quote-unquote guidelines but you're still fine then you i mean unfortunately people get sick and that's a a fact of life Mm -hmm. and i think the fear that has overcome this nation needs to go because we can't live in fear that we're just going to get sick and keel over we need uh we need to get back to life that's what i'm that's what i'm (laughs) saying life is good um so i wanted to kind of go around uh, along these lines and it's not necessarily just limited to what you would think of traditional government with washington or even your local government um so in chicago so this is just an example so this isn't the only example but just the one i'm focusing on got it uh the schools are shut down right now and the teachers refuse to go back because um uh, they're citing safety concerns, of course. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the classroom is uh, shown to be one of the safest places that you can be because students aren't carriers, and plus they have the plexiglass, the students are wearing masks, all these things. Interesting. Um, 
and there are studies to show that but uh, the the teachers refused to go back to work uh, to uh, you know teach the kids are and, they doing online um i'm yeah they probably are going doing yes they are doing online okay but, um but i mean lots of kids aren't showing up to class because they either don't have access to the internet or other things happen and the, this unfortunately the suicide rate is skyrocketing which kids is kids playing hooky from school i, I couldn't imagine that that's uh, it's just really <laughs> scary but um these these teachers are among the best paid teachers in the country. So like the that's start, not saying much, by the way. I teachers know. don't get paid much. But, but uh, the starting pay is fifty five thousand, going all the way up to over a hundred and five thousand that some of the teachers get paid. That's very good for teachers. That is very good. And that's very good in general. That's just a pretty good middle class income. And of course, I mean that's, I mean I would like a salary like that. Yeah. But uh. Of course, with a paycheck like that, you wouldn't be, if you had the opportunity for staying in home, at home and teaching from your bedroom instead of having to go into work, of course you'd be advocating for schools to be shut down. So I, I feel like a lot of these things are coming from, I'm not saying necessarily across the board, but coming from more a little bit of a selfish motivation of, oh, I don't want to have to do this instead of caring for the kids who are suffering because of the lockdowns. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that, Rex? I, I definitely, I, I can see why that would be a, a concern because it, it is a it is a nice thing to not have to go into work. I will say, as much as I like making money and <laughs> am so grateful for the job I have, each day that I don't have to go into work is kind of a relief for me. Um, not not that I like hate my job or anything, just that it's like I'd rather have time to work on the things that I. I enjoy and I think develop me personally. And so having that freedom to kind of stay at home is a, a definitely a, a, a valuable thing, but it's also, I, I can see why it might become a, a factor of greed for some people and wanting to just not go in. But it, I'm sure there there's a lot of different sides to that. There, I think there's some people that just are genuinely concerned and maybe it's because they don't understand the science or maybe it's because they're thinking they're better safe than sorry staying at home but yeah, yeah. um i feel like the the prospect of staying at home it's it is very attractive mm-hmm. because i mean like uh, no one well i'm not going to say no one but a lot of people would prefer just to stay home and instead yeah. of going into work because work is is work i mean obviously yeah but uh, unfortunately this philosophy of the left kind of plays to people's weaknesses in uh, and their desires to want to want to stay home oh yes sure it's fine for you to do whatever you want but that's that but there needs to be some level of responsibility and there needs to be some level of care and concern that is not advocated for by the the modern left so that's oh speaking of schools i wanted to i wanted to talk about this this is kind of a side note but i thought it was kind of interesting um so in san fran california everybody's favorite city named san francisco san fran mm-hmm. 
Um, so let me let me find this on my page. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so the school board of San Francisco has um, removed the names of uh, um, various historical figures from schools like George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Thomas Jefferson from a uh, forty-four schools in the surrounding area um, is because of. Uh, their ties to racism or their mm. dishonorable legacies. Um, so um, uh, other people are like uh, Francis Scott Key, who wrote the poem that inspired the national anthem. You have okay. William McKinley and James Garfield, who were a part of the Union Army. Uh, you have James Monroe, Herbert Hoover, and Paul Revere. Paul Revere. I mean, Paul Revere. He was American. Uh, uh, Robert Louis Stevenson, too. Um, but it's... There's ties to racism. Abraham Lincoln, are you kidding me? And and you're like, well, he freed the slaves. What does this have to do with racism? And they're like, well, he mistreated Native Americans. And well, I'm like, well, uh, I guess they're they're referencing the the uh, the Dakota War of 1862. That was when the Sioux tribe um, attacked Dakota s- settlers. They c- killed uh, upwards of 350 settlers. Mm-hmm. which is really sad. Um, um, 300 of them were caught and sentenced to death. Abraham Lincoln came in and commuted uh, over 260 of their sentences. So it looks to me like he's more of the savior in this <laughs> in this situation. Like, I, think I, I don't understand where the get up in logic is. What do you yeah, think, Rex? The- the removal of people is not solving any issues. Tot, like, we're we're not gonna just the, the the KKK is awful, but we're not gonna just ignore the fact that it exists because of their ties to racism. That now, obviously, that's kind of their whole shtick, and so they're there. It's a little bit of an extreme example, but I think the the point is if we're like. George Washington did a lot of good. He also did a lot of bad. Why was that? Because he's human. We talked about this before. Mm-hmm. But trying to remove people from history and like, what what context is this removal in? Like, what are they doing to remove the names of these? Um, people? so it's like, oh, George Washington High School or something like that. Oh, okay. So they're just renaming stuff. Uh, not necessarily, but just that. But um, they're like murals on walls. They're painting over. Like okay. there was one showing the life of George Washington that painted over that because it was racist. So it's not teaching about these people. But who knows in in that circumstance? Yeah. But so like I don't I don't think we should stop talking about these people. I think we should just point out point them out for the flaws they had. Um, but I, I think this can go back to our discussion of the statues um, being torn down and things like that, where people are hurt by celebration what they're seeing as a celebration of somebody that had a negative impact on their life and while that may not necessarily be a directly true thing i think it it is an important thing like i mentioned to have agreement from people like there was that one case we discussed of the the statue that was i think it was of abe lincoln that was removed because the town voted on it and they were like hey we all agree we'd rather not have this statue up here I think that's a perfectly acceptable thing. And so I think in cases like this, it needs to be the decision of the people as a collective, not people thinking they're all important and trying to do good. Um, I think the, the removal of history is dangerous because if we forget what happened, 
it just repeats itself. Well, that's why we don't want to continue. That's why we don't want to remove it from the teaching. Absolutely. Teach about these people. Teach about the great things that Abe Lincoln did. Also talk about the bad things that he did and say, hey, this guy wasn't perfect. He did some messed up stuff. So let's appreciate what he did do that was good and not necessarily condemn, but realize, hey, he did some bad stuff too. We don't want to do that. I don't think it's necessarily a removal of history to not celebrate something. Um, there's there's another aspect of this which mm-hmm. I thought was just made this whole thing seem really idiotic. Um, so the cost of renaming all these schools and you know like the logos or the mascots on, yeah. on the gym floor, um, the uh, uh, jerseys, things like that is going to be upwards of a million dollars. And this is coming from a school uh, system that's already seventy-five million in debt. Mm-hmm. So I just, I just want to throw that out there. When they're focused on, inst- they're not even at this point. I don't think San Francisco is open. When they're worried about, oh, George, the name George Washington offends me. I don't think we should celebrate him. Instead of actually opening the schools, mm-hmm. I think that's that's just focusing on the wrong issues. I, I definitely think that is a. Uh, an utter waste of taxpayer funds and just oh well, we could go into a waste of taxpayer funds that we would, certainly could maybe we'll jump into that just next make a week. list like the um what was it the air force that spent like three thousand dollars on a cup of coffee for research purposes or something whoa yeah. nice well, we'll have we'll have a 14-part series <laughs> on how the government wastes money. And that'll just be on 1970 to 1971. <laughs> All right. So I wanted to kind of jump ahead to our next segment. Um, this was a really interesting concept that was presented to me recently, and I, I thought we could kind of jump into it. Um, evolution is kind of proposed, I said earlier, as the alternative to Christianity in the scientific aspect. Well, uh, Christianity is religion and evolution is science well we're gonna see that evolution kind of almost falls more under the religion category so um i wanted to kind of throw that out there and pursue this um so what what is science rex what what do you think science is it's when you go to school and they give you like these boring problems to work on that have to do with like nature and stuff nature it's you know you go, you go to the science class and you like mm-hmm. take apart rats and stuff right i never took apart any rats i took apart like a frog and some crayfish and mm, okay. stuff but, but no rats um well science but you you know what you can all, always see in the classroom you can observe what you're taking apart what you're dissecting that's science because <laughs> science is observable now let's think how do we know that john adams or uh thomas jefferson how do we know that any of these people were real people well you say well we can dig up their bones and you're like well how do we know specifically that these are their bones and you're like well we because can sample all of their, their bones DNA. have their names written on them, of <laughs> course <laughs> just quick <laughs> um <laughs> you're like dna or something like that i think this one belongs to john adams <laughs> Hey, look, it has his signature on it. John Hancock had really big bones so they could fit his name on there. <laughs> that famous signature. <laughs> well, you're like, well, John, there are documents showing that uh, John Adams was a real person. Well, um, well, because we know he's a real person because we have abundant historical documentation. Oh, 
historical documents. Yes. Um, well, and you're like, well, where is the documentation for um, evolution? And you're like, well, evolution happened over millions of years, and it happens too slowly to be seen. Um, this this is a this is a quote from Ernest Meyer. He was a famed evolutionist in Ooh. the previous century. He may or may not be still alive. Um, so no, ed- this is what his quote: No educated persons any longer question the validity of the so-called theory of evolution, which we now know to be a simple fact. Hmm. Now, this is kind of laughable on its face. But, um, so he's like so-called theory because, you know, there's there's the hypothesis, yeah. then there's theory, and then there's law because law Scientific is kind of the, the indisputed thing mm-hmm. and theory is kind of just below it. And even laws can be disproven mm-hmm. and have been in the past. And uh, so you're like, well, how, why? What was a, a simple fact? He says, you're like, what? What is this? How is this a fact? So, um, uh, he says, uh, or not he says, but um, you know, the I looked it up, um, and the age of the Earth is apparently um, now estimated to be 4.5 billion years old. Now, that's old. Uh, by the time this podcast is released, it'll probably go up a couple billion years. <laughs> um just just in the expanse of a few days but so let me walk through the timeline of the evolutionist um history so there's there's nothing in the universe and then of course nothing explodes obviously and then the sun and stars they form naturally and then the earth and the moon and then and then on earth we have uh, dry land then there the seas and then some the, the seas uh, produce produce some cells because that's what seas do and then the cells combine to form fish and then we have plants and then we go to reptiles and then mammals and then we we, we find ourselves having monkeys eventually and monkeys and then those those monkeys they um they stand up straight and then they become people like rex yep and uh so no i'm actually still a monkey uh, but well there's the missing link right now i am (laughs) i am the evidence required to prove evolution i was probably the wrong one to be discussing this topic with you josh (laughs) um but so i'm gonna creationism has more historical documentation than evolution uh evolution creationism has more historical documentation than just about anything i mean it has we have a book and and people are like well i don't know if that book is true and we've talked about that in Mm -hmm. different times but evolution has no documentation these are just a bunch of scientists sitting around a round table with coffee mugs and saying i think it was 4.2 no i think it was 4.3 and um, no they're using carbon dating josh they're not sitting around guessing well if it was before the world was even quote unquote formed, they're guessing the age of the universe. They're like, uh, this, uh, and then they're like, well, I think that life first came from the oceans because oceans seem to produce life all the time. And, Primordial soup, Josh. Mm-hmm, yeah, get get yourself some nice chicken soup, and it just pops out. There's oh, yes. a fish. Chicken soup to mm-hmm. create the first part of life. And um, it's it's just like, well, um, what 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 is this? So. I wanted to kind of form uh, format like what is a religion? So like a religion would probably have like a holy book. It would have an origin story, right? And then it would have where the universe is going to end up, right? Yep. You'd think. So this is, I'm going to argue that evolution is 
a religion, is a secular religion. So as the holy book, we have the origin of species by Charles World Darwin. system of belief. I mean, Basically that too. a religion. <laughs> but uh, you have the origin of the universe, obviously, the Big Bang. Uh, big Bang, I cannot say that word. The Big Bang, it was just a giant, um, giant, shoot, what's his name? I was going to make a joke and then I forgot his name. That's okay. It was giant Tom Hardy. There we go. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> and then it has um, it has the future of humans. Well, because uh, we'll just continue to evolve according to the evolutionary argument. Yes. And I was like, well, uh, okay. And it, it just, when you put it in the concept of uh, evolution as a religion, it kind of explains a lot of almost the um, the absolute. You cannot um, deny this. This is this is fact. This is how it is. Um, when you um, come from the evolution side, that people are. This is fact. You can't even dispute this. You can't even talk about how it might not be true because it's become a part of who they are and who what they believe. Yeah. And um, so I just wanted to put that out there what 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 are your thoughts about evolution as a religion rex what do you think i think that it definitely fits a lot of the qualifications for a so-called religion i still would use the term system of belief rather than um rather than religion but i i think that they're similar enough in concept to um to have the same role that they play I, I don't think they're necessarily the exact same thing, but the concept of evolution and just atheism in general does play the same role as, I guess this is kind of an obvious statement, but it plays the same role in a person's life that having a religion would. And so it's definitely something to consider. I would also even not necessarily counter, but add that I think Christians do this a lot too. And they won't, um, obviously like I know that God is real, but for the sake of argument, a lot of people want to discuss, well, what if God isn't real? And I think a lot of Christians aren't willing to go there for the sake of discussion. And I think that's something we need to be more open to, not because we agree, because we know that God is real. We have seen his impact on our lives and how he has worked. But for the people that don't believe that he is real, it's not going to help them understand if we're unwilling to look at their perspective on things. Yeah. Um, I think a lot where people, uh, where Christians come from on that, I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you. Yeah. I'm just saying, um, well, there, it's it's almost like, well, let's let's talk about the universe, but let's leave God out of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, that is my worldview. Let's talk about worldviews, but let's leave God out of it. Well, God is the Christian's worldview, and that's where mm-hmm. a lot of problems arise when they agree to let the the God issue drop, and they they discuss things with without God in them. And I think that's like saying you come into a baseball game without your bat. The The problem comes in when people are trying to, um, it's like, oh, well, Christians try to explain things from the perspective, oh, well, God says, or the Bible says, or anything like that. And for somebody that doesn't believe in God or the Bible, that's not going to help them at this point. Yeah. So it, it's a balance that we have to find, but I think it's important to establish the existence of God and the, yeah. the credibility of the Bible and first, that's a, a and then draw apologetics from that. approach yeah. to things. But I think a lot of Christians in general 
blame atheists for ignoring the existence of God and then try and force the existence of God as their number one talking point without trying to transition between those things. Okay. So something um, for all of us to work on. But Rex, Rex was talking about um, uh, the other side of the argument. So I wanted to kind of think about, uh, we have a special guest with us today. And um, his name is Dr. Rexus, and he is from... You know, Josh, I, um, hmm? I, if you're good, I'm going to let you take care of this interview. I'll be, um, I'll, I'll be right back, okay? Okay. So I am... Uh, so I Rex, Dr. Rexus is from the University of uh, Duke, and he is uh, pretty awesome, and he is uh, an evolutionist, so we don't necessarily agree as far as that's concerned. But um, I just wanted to kind of get his take. So we mentioned that the future of humanity, according to the evolutionists, is for humans to evolve to the next level. And I wanted Dr. Rex's take because I'd never thought about this. Um, what would humans evolve into? Dr. Rexus, welcome to the program. Th thank you, first of all, for welcoming me to the program. Um, I, I would like to just discuss this next stage in human evolution, as as we we've seen many science science fiction shows and works of media that have uh, explored the idea of humans with super abilities. But I think that we have uh, we've taken a step too far in the human direction, and uh, I, I think we're going to see evolution happening in reverse. So I want to put this out for all of our audience. I don't agree with any of the hullabaloo that Dr. Rex just Rexus just <sighs> put out, but I just I want to put that disclaimer out there, but I want to pursue this. Um so basically are you saying we've reached this climax and then we're just going to devolve? Is that what you're saying? It's like a classic story of it's any story as you learn in a literary literature class the the bell structure of a story you've got the introduction which is just the the classic stage where there was just particles and bacteria and they were growing and forming and then you had the cambrian explosion that's the 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 sort of bang that kick-started everything and introduced the building tension in the story of evolution the beautiful story that it is and then you have the climax and that's humanity uh, a wonderful climax, but with the climax always comes the biggest point of conflict, where we have destroyed everything that created us, and now we will be regressing. You, you will see humans hurt and destroyed by pollution and radioactivity. They will be turning into their former non-human forms. All right, so Dr. Rexis, I, I assume you put yourself kind of at the tippity top of this bell curve, right? Oh, of course. Um, Naturally. So I, I came into this discussion thinking that um, I had some various I ideas that I thought you might think. Uh, could I share those with you? Absolutely. So I thought that maybe you'd say that um, all, all uh, humans would evolve into um, uh, Dr. Rexis, uh, all uh, just uh, a form of yourself, because you are obviously the higher... Um, <laughs> as wonderful as that would be, I think that would be bordering on eugenics, and we wouldn't want to start that all over again. Mm, okay. Um, I also thought... Excellent idea, though, if it weren't so maybe, controversial. Maybe we would evolve into robots, like start putting cybernetic parts in ourselves, and then we just gradually become 
completely ro- robots. See that? That's actually something I'm working on. Maybe we can stop the regression a bit and uh, turn into cyber cyborgs. I, I had one more idea, and I th- I think you might like. What this. is this idea? So um. You know, we see we see dinosaur skeletons, but we don't see any dinosaurs nowadays, unless oh. unless you see uh, like pterodors in North Carolina or pterodons. Ha, ha, um, ha, I'll just let you. Have you heard of Jurassic Park? <laughs> uh, <laughs> spared no expense, right? No, okay. not at all. Um, but you you don't see uh, dinosaurs around, but you see their skeletons in the ground. So what I think is that dinosaur we evolve into dinosaurs, and dinosaurs develop. Um, time machine technology and the skeletons we see in the ground are just dinosaurs that happened to what? die in the past. Truly incredible. I, I, I love your ideas and they will certainly be added to the the notebook I have of possible evolutionary trails. But for now, I, I'd like to do, I, I'd like to ponder this this discussion of regression. I think that's the most likely outcome, and I, I think that's where we'll be headed in the future. Yes, and Dr. Rexis, I think you're the start of that. I, All right, <laughs> thank you for the uh, coming on the program. Um, Dr. Rexis will have you back on in the future. Um, and Rex, get back in here. Um, all right, so Rex Rex is back, okay. and we uh, escorted Doctor Rex. Who was that to, with the, the delightfully ambiguous accent? Huh. <laughs> we escorted Doctor Rexus to the front door and gave him the boot. All right, that guy sounded like a really bad imitation of a re- an evolutionist. <laughs> hmm, maybe. So we have some pure questions we want to get to quickly, don't we, Rex? We certainly do. Maybe I should have asked Doctor Rexus to stay around to answer these with us. Oh well, maybe we maybe could have used his wisdom. Maybe next time we um we ask him back on the program. Uh, so we have a question from Linda. Um, she says, "Why in the world? Why um why in the world will they not fire teachers who won't work?" And we actually discussed this earlier in we the program. Did discuss that's this. that's really interesting. Um, but. You know, I think that's a really good question, and it stems from the fact that the people who are in charge currently are have the same mindset as the teachers, and they want everything to stay shut down because then they just stay in power. Because the more the more everything's shut down, the more power they have over individuals' lives, and the, the, it's just this big old power grab. If you ask me, Doctor Rex, what do you think? I I, I say if the teachers are still working and doing their jobs from home i don't think that they should be fired but if they're refusing to work just like anybody who refuses to work that they should be fired from their job but if they're serving in a capacity that's acceptable for their superiors then i think that they're within reason all right so we we had another question didn't we 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 did have a question and it came to us on our Instagram story. If you guys want to go check out our Instagram at uh, Rex and Josh CPR, we put out question stickers about once a week, sometimes more, to just rake in those questions from you guys to see what you're wondering and what what things you're pondering. But we got a question from Gabriella, who asks: Aliens, science fiction or science fact? Ooh, I like. This and she question. put in an alien emoji uh, just to add to the science fact part of things oh so so uh, what you're saying is this this gabrielle is actually a um is actually an alien and is is kind of testing the waters to see if humanity is ready for her to reveal her true identity maybe but like if 
how, how do we have an alien emoji if we don't know what aliens look like? I mean, mm, this is true. Maybe, kind of maybe, ridiculous there. Maybe like the aliens have uh, revealed themselves to um, uh, the Apple CEO. I forget his name. What was his name? Tim Cook? Uh, yeah. Well, I, I think it was more to the Unicode developers that created all the emoji and oh, things like that. May, maybe that. The Unicode Consortium, to be more exact. All, all the important people in Worth. Uh, in, yes. In, in Earth. Uh, <laughs> um, and they'll gradually reveal themselves to us um, riffraff later on down the line. Riffraff. Um, but yes, in fact, aliens are science fact, and you are a living, breathing proof of that, Gabrielle. Thank you for the question. And if you want to know more about the, our discussion of aliens, we've got multiple episodes. Go back and listen to those. Oh, yeah. Episode 22, I think we've discussed aliens so in depth. If you want to know more about the aliens, specifically, I believe in that one, about how Joe Biden is an alien, Ooh. our president hmm. uh, is an alien now. Pretty cool. It's first alien president. It's also <laughs> really scary, but um, yeah. Mm. Okay. Whoa. 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 That just makes your mind kind of bend, doesn't it? It's all jiggly. It makes it feel like you're wearing a turtleneck sweater, which I am definitely not doing right now. No. Nope. Wink, wink. No, he's like actually not. Oh, okay. he's not lying to you guys. Okay, so um, well, I guess that about wraps up this episode, it doesn't it? It certainly Rex? does, Josh. Thank you so much for our excellent content, as ever. And next time, we might get a turtleneck for Rex, right? Mmm, no. No? No. We could have matching turtlenecks. I'm not a turtle, Josh. You know this. And I am? Yeah. Okay. Duh. What is Vladimir Putin's official role? Isn't he like the... He's the president. Captain? Sure. He's the captain of Russia. Russia operates like a pirate ship. It's the USSR. <laughs> <laughs> that that's a pretty good joke. Thank you. A boat called the U. <laughs> I came up with it myself. Star Trek days. Uh, America had the U.S. Enterprise, and then Russia's dubbed version. It was just the USSR. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>